It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Hello, everybody. This is Greg Gutfeld. This is the one. My guest today is a wonderful person. He's the best-selling author, columnist, nationally syndicated radio talk show host, and he started his own university, Prager University. He's got a new documentary out with Adam Carolla called No Safe Spaces, which I watched and enjoyed thoroughly. Dennis, how are you? Wow. I'll tell you, it's too bad my mother's not alive to hear your introduction. Oh, well, my mother's not alive either, but I imagine they're both sitting somewhere together listening to this podcast. And and just enjoying their sons. Yes, yes, yes. So um, are, I, before I get into the safe spaces, are you watching any of this uh, impeachment yes. hilarity? What's yeah, your take so I, I far? Watched, look, it, to, to be honest, it's a, it's a, a dark period in American history. Uh, it, it should be one of the brightest periods of American life. We have peace. We have prosperity. People get along with each other magnificently. There's no multi-ethnic, multi-racial country where people get along as well as in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is it, it is a wonderful place. It is a free place. And the left, uh, look, one of my understandings of life, not just of politics, is everything the left, not liberals, everything the left touches, it ruins. Mm-hmm. And this is just an example. The, this is an impeachable offense. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it obvious to anybody who wants to be intellectually honest that since they failed on the collusion lie, right. that this is, they, they look for the next possible thing to remove him from office? Exactly. It, and, it's, uh, and it's a phone call. And it's something that world leaders do. And, uh, but you're right. Everything that the left touches, it ruins, which is a perfect segue for your documentary. Huh? How do you like that? I'm a professional. You certainly are, actually. <laughs> you crack me up. Uh, it, you do, which is a big deal. And and by the way, Adam Carolla cracks me up too. I got to tell you, you're in, you're in very uh, high company there. Well, high uh, is the key I, word. I, do you? How did you? And you know, you kind of bring it up in the documentary. How did you and Adam become pals? Did he seek you out, or did you seek him out? Well, it's a very it's a very funny thing because he it's in the movie as well because yeah. it it really isn't it isn't just a documentary. It's really a docudrama. It, it's as you saw, you saw it's re- yeah. it's really a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a documentary about something, which is the suppression of free speech uh, at universities, which is a frightening development in American history and unprecedented. But it's also a story, and it's in partially it's a story. It's about us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam Adam uh, just gets such a big kick out of saying, if you were to blindly take three hundred million names, we would be the last two that would ever be. Bonded uh, in people's minds, right? Because so different backgrounds. Uh, you know, he comes. You know, a, a lower class, non-educated, atheist. You know, uh, uh, um, Italian background. Uh, uh, I come from a religious Jewish intellectual background. Him on the West Coast, me on the East Coast. But we have everything in common. Uh, it's 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 uh, so yes. He he had apparently uh, not. He had been listening to my radio show for many years, uh, which he uh, which you know obviously I'm flattered by. Mm-hmm. And then he says, and it's on film, something to the effect. Dennis had no I had no clue who I was, <laughs> but on the other hand, 
If he did, I probably wouldn't have admired him as much. Right. <laughs> that's that's the uh, that goes back to that old like I wouldn't want to be part of a club that. Uh... <laughs> Partially, but yes, yeah. but he's worthy of knowing. He's fantastic. Yeah. yeah anyway, think... we we have this worry, uh, and this this movie is an alarm. Yeah. Uh, that's what it is. It's a wake-up call to America. Folks, for the first time in American history, free speech is threatened. Right. And it's. I think it's, you know, a lot of us just take it for granted. But you you say it in the movie that the free speech is unique to America. So it's not like it's set in stone. And we're seeing a whole new generation of people who actually believe it shouldn't be set in stone. That, that that like language. I mean, that you can police language. It's it's really it's really frightening. And you cover a lot of the bases. I mean, you 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 have the Lindsay Shepard story. You talk to Jordan Peterson and that phenomenon, which is in, incredible. You have the Evergreen experience. I mean, it's it's amazing. And you and you and you show some of the ploys that are actually working against free thought. One of them being the security ploy, which now they're using regularly against uh, conservative speakers. Can you explain a little bit of that? Specifically to that, one of my favorite uh, lines, and by the way, it's so good, and I don't take credit for being good. I'm Mm -hmm. in it, but I didn't make it. Mm -hmm. The people who made it made such a good movie. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite lines is Ben Shapiro, at the end of a speech at Berkeley, said, and that needed $600,000 in security? Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> yes no do you realize how that why doesn't that scare people yeah berkeley had to spend six hundred thousand dollars to prevent a young yamulka wearing jew from speaking yeah if we heard about this let's say it was said about poland or germany uh a polish university spent six hundred thousand dollars to protect a religious jew from speaking We'd say, oh well, oh oh God, there must be so much anti-Semitism. That's that's leftism in America for you. Leftism in America is the is our hate group. Yeah, the Europeans have theirs; we have ours. Mm-hmm. But they operate under a, um, kind of this, uh, I guess you would call it a tro- Trojan horse of being the opposite of hate of being uh, hyper-tolerant, inclusive, but what they're doing is they're dividing people up into their intersectional compartments, which is essentially turning everybody against each other. And this, I mean, I think some, it, this was also might have been stated in the documentary that this is wor- this this is a bigger threat. Identity politics in general, which is fueling this, is a bigger threat than communism because we're, we're going to end up destroying ourselves. Well, I, I studied – it's really ironic – uh, I I chose as my field of expertise in graduate school communist affairs. That's mm-hmm. what it was called. I studied under Brzezinski at Columbia University. Mm-hmm. So I learned Russian. I mean, I was really into studying communism in communist countries. And I remember when the Berlin Wall fell, I thought, oh, it's a good thing I didn't enter that field. I'd be <laughs> unemployed today. Yes. But it, it turns out that I, I majored in exactly the right subject. Mm-hmm. Because understanding the left is the most important thing we could do to save Western civilization. And I want you to know that I did not know until maybe five years ago, at at, at the most recent, uh, that it is almost impossible to explain leftism. Mm -hmm. And then it hit me why. 
If you ask a Christian, what do you believe in? What book should I read? They say, here's the Bible. Yeah. Ask a Jew. Here's the Bible. Ask a Muslim. Here's the Quran. Ask a leftist. What book should I read to understand you? Mm-hmm. There is none. Yeah. They're not going to give you Karl Marx's Das Kapital. For nobody read it, reads it. It's, it's un- unreadable. And it's only about economics anyway. Mm-hmm. So... How do you explain that people will say men can menstruate? This is the latest leftist theme. Right. Men, I said it on the Bill Maher show, and they laughed and yeah. laughed. But, of course, it's all over the Internet. Men menstruate. Yeah. So how, how do you – and I finally – it finally hit me, Greg. Mm-hmm. They are a force of chaos. Yeah. That's all they are mm-hmm. is chaos. You know, you should have said they put the men in menstruate. That would have got a really good yeah. laugh. But, you know, that's an after-the-fact joke. But you know what? That is – I think this um, – you know, Douglas Murray's book, uh, Madness of Crowds, has a great chapter on the trans movement. And, and, and within the LGBTQ uh, – I don't even know if I got them in the right order. Uh, in that world, it's fracturing because it can't hold together because uh, the trans movement is now basically saying that they're – they trump gays and lesbians and – it's it's kind of becoming a pernicious influence among families because they are saying if a child has certain qualities that they then they should switch genders. I mean that's it. We are go, we're going into every time I think we're going into dangerous territory, we find new territory that's even more dangerous. Because that's exactly right. That's the theory of chaos. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't end, and it, it, it's true. I I first realized that. My avocation is I conduct orchestras. I'm very heavily involved in music. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've studied music a lot of my life. They, it started, it, I don't know if it started with music, but it was one of the earliest examples where they came up, the, it was sort of left wing within the musical world. Mm-hmm. Musicians came up with the idea of atonal music. Interesting. All music, though, is tonal. Right. Almost by definition. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, in other words, and, and it has melody, it has harmony, and it and it goes according to a certain key. It can shift keys, but it's still in another key. This is without key and without melody and without harmony, but it's still called music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so. What you're saying is, just about in any kind of arena where there is a, I would say, like a system of they, what they do is they upend it, and then they say that's the that is the future. But is that's are, right. Yeah, that's are, right. Everything is upended. That is exactly right. Is there that, any? That is why they they hate us. They hate conservatives because conservatives, among other things, enjoy the present. Right. They hate the present. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it, it, I, I, there are happy liberals, unhappy liberals, happy conservatives, unhappy conservatives. But every leftist is unhappy. Yeah. There's no such thing as a happy leftist. A happy leftist becomes a liberal or a conservative. Yeah, the um, what's it? It's is it called anhedonia? I'm trying to think. It's a it's a disorder in which you can't experience pleasure. Yes, that's an- right. Yes, exactly. Think, anhedonic. That's yeah, right. Anhedonic. Yes. So there, we have to come up with a phrase. I I kind of said it on the five, but I didn't get it down right. There has to be something called like uh, cultural. Anhedonia is it called anhedonia? Is that how you say cultural anhedonia? Is no, no, anhedonia is probably anhedonic is the adjective. I assume anhedonia would would probably be the noun. Yeah, yeah, anhedonia. So it's like cultural anhedonia, which where or American anhedonia, where you're you are you cannot be happy with the the pleasures and the pursuits that are found in the greatest country ever. Maybe that's a title for a book. Yes, 
Hmm. That's exact. That's a, that's an excellent. That's a, an excellent summary of the condition, and it does something else. And I've written a book on happiness, and I do an hour a week since 1999. An hour of my uh, radio show a week is on happiness, mm-hmm. and one of the rules of happiness is this: uh, it is not possible, literally not possible, to be happy if you're not grateful. Mm. And the essence of leftism is ingratitude. Right. I'm not grateful for you, you name it. And yeah. number one, being an American. Mm-hmm. And even if you have every it, it's interesting because the, this uh, this problem with identity politics is that somebody of a different identity could be far luckier than you are and 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 still have be be told that they have to be you know, to express ingratitude because that's how you belong to this specific identity group. You have to have ingratitude, even if you have a great education or you're a great athlete or you have a great family, it doesn't matter. You have, if you're part of that identity group, you must be oppressed. And yeah, look, look at uh, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and conversely, I mean, you could be a poor what, white kid. What did Colin Kaepernick lack? Mm. He had great parents. They adopted him. Right. Yes. Great parents. White parents, one might add, who loved him, mm-hmm. gave him a great upbringing. He made uh, millions of dollars. Uh, and be, he became a national star. What did he lack? What white had a good? How many whites had as good a life as he did? I, you know what it is though. It it really. I think when people get a lot of success, uh, and then they get bored. <laughs> And then they start. They start oh, seeking. You have hit a by. You know, if this were the Groucho Marx show, the bird would come down. You said the magic word. I have a bunch of uh, of, uh, of theories, or if you will, uh, equations about life. Here's one: mm-hmm. affluence plus boredom, right, equals evil. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's. that's- that's scary yep. math, but it's true. <laughs> yes, that that's what they see. The uh, you could be affluent. Oh no! What did I say? Wait, what did I wait? I may have said it wrong. A, no, it's affluence. No, I'm I'm sorry. You got it. Affluence plus secularism ah. equals boredom. That's my theory. That's it. Affluence plus secularism. See, religious people who are affluent, they're not bored. Mm. Uh, poor people who are secular are not bored they have to they have to find the next meal right but if you have affluence and no religion mm-hmm. then you are bored and you will have to create a religion and leftism is secular religion mm-hmm. you kind of explaining silicon valley in a way <laughs> yeah and that's, tremendous that's wealth. Right. that's that's the vatican yeah tre- tremendous wealth plus uh kind of a uh a spiritual ambivalence creates a, a, a legion of young, super wealthy men, primarily men, seeking life extension remedies for a life that they can't stand. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It, it's Well, it's look, it, it's an amazing thing. And I think the uh, I think this the, the male female thing is is the first opportunity we have to warn the average American about this chaos that's that's taking mm-hmm. place. Most Americans do not think that biological males should be allowed to compete with biological females in races. Mm-hmm. And, and why isn't it like – why is the media so frightened of that whole area? 
because it's so obvious. It's such it's such an obviously an important story, and you you hear female athletes complaining, but the moment they complain, it just goes dead. I mean, I think Martina Navratilova was like the p- first person to to pop her head up and say something about it, and it you know it didn't do her any favors. Well, no, it's worse than that. Martina Navratilova, one of the tennis stars. Uh, in, in female tennis history, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, is a gay woman, mm-hmm. and she has been a major uh, activist on behalf of LGBT and or LGBTQ, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then said, you know what? I just got to say, it's not fair that uh, 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 males can, who identify as females can compete against females. Mm-hmm. She was kicked out of the movement. Right? They are communists. They you it, heresy is death. Yeah. And and so not not they don't put you in a firing squad yet, but they will ruin your life. They and they and that's what they've tried to do to her and to any other person who spoke up. There's another lesson to be learned here. Mm-hmm. Feminist groups this, uh, this I've known my whole life. Feminism is as interested in protecting women as communists were in protecting workers. Mm-hmm. Fe- the feminist movement is a left-wing movement that uses women. Mm-hmm. Communism is a left-wing u- movement that uses workers. Uh, the civil rights movement has become a left-wing movement that uses blacks. So uh, they they don't care about blacks. I mean, obviously, because a black conservative is dirt, mm-hmm. uh, uh, even no matter how much good they have done for black people and for America. So the, the feminists have said nothing. Feminist movements have said n- nothing on behalf of all of these girls in high schools in Connecticut who lose races to biological men. Mm-hmm. Isn't there some, aren't there a few feminists that are speaking up though because the the trans activism is so intense that there if you if you don't toe the I mean they I think I'm trying to remember there was I think it was a Jermaine Greer I'm trying to think of one there was some noted feminist who said who's yes Jermaine Greer is one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but but I, I remember of course there are individual feminists right however no feminist movement no feminist has the National Organization for Women spoken up no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course, they're always good at it. Look, Alan Dershowitz speaks up, and and the the left now hates their lifelong hero. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing any any hope that there are young minds that are going to be pushing back? Like in general, all of this nonsense that you cover in uh, No Safe Spaces, um, are they? I mean, part of it is humor and sarcasm that people like the phrase "safe spaces." has become laughable and the object the target of mockery that is positive that has to be a positive sign so that 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 there might be a turn you're seeing comedians like bill burr and dave Chappelle, and i mean obviously adam carolla was there first you're seeing the joe rogans of the world the dave rubens the intellectual dark web you're seeing all this kind of stuff uh 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 fomenting not in a in a in a in a very civil manner do you does that give you hope uh, I know the hesitation is uh, <laughs> yeah, that not was... what your not what your listeners. I could have are dying I could have driven a hear. truck through that hesitation. <laughs> yes, because I don't listen. It's has been an ongoing internal debate, and I've said it to my listeners. Mm-hmm. Do I? I will never give you false hope. You will know what I believe. Yeah. So I have two answers. Yes, there is hope, but as a, 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 a great story, you will love. An Israeli uh, that I used to, a rabbi in Israel that I used to stay in his home in my 20s when I'd visit Israel, he was sort of a mentor to me, told me a great story. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of Israel, it was a socialist country. So he'd go to the Ministry of Communications. He went there one day for a phone. Yeah. 
And the guy says, okay, yes, sir, uh, you'll have it in six months. Hmm. So he said, so I said to the guy, I'm just curious, uh, is there is there any hope I could get it sooner? And the guy said to me, sir, there's always hope. There's no chance. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever anybody asks me, is there any hope, I think of that damn story. <laughs> Yes. On that upbeat uh, note, yes, though, where there, can... there is there is hope, but you got to fight. Yes. Well, I, I, that, that's if we fight, we'll win. But not enough people on our side fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 don't want to fight. People are, our side wants to be left alone. Right? Conservatives basically leave me alone. I have a happy life. Right. I want to be with my kids, my grandkids. Do my do my hobbies. Uh, go to my church. Uh, that's that's right. Leave us alone. So they don't. Most conservatives are not fighters, but yeah. you uh, you're seeing finally there is some movement. One of the things people should do is watch this movie. And I know it's self-serving. I don't give a hoot. I didn't make it to be self-serving. I'm not a movie star. I'm not yeah. an actor. This is um, this is this is very important. People will see this. They will leave shaking. Oh my God! I didn't realize what's happening. Yeah. Where can people see the movie? Just go to nosafespaces.com. It'll tell you which city, when it is rolling out, and hopefully eventually everywhere. Yeah. Nosafespaces.com. I heartily recommend it. I would prefer to watch it again rather than what I'm about to do, which is go look at more of the impeachment hearings for the five, which I, <laughs> I'm going to gouge my eyeballs out in about 10 minutes. Correct. That's right. <laughs> Dennis, you're a joy, my friend. I am uh, you. You the same. I love the documentary. I love your show. I love Prager. You and keep doing that. Keep doing what you do. I am. Thanks a million, and the same to you. Say hello to Adam for me. Okadoki. Take care. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.